That's what it sounded like at Wednesday's very lengthy meeting of the Toronto District School Board, where trustees voted whether Alexandra Lulka would be censured for breaching the trustees' code of conduct because she took to Twitter in May with her concerns about some anti-Semitic and anti-Israel teaching materials which were being circulated during this spring's war between Israel and Hamas. Lulka is Jewish and a trustee in a very Jewish area, and she's proudly pro-Israel. She'd called for an investigation into how these materials passed muster in the first place, because, as it turns out, there was very little oversight of the videos, books, and websites which the staffer sent to public school teachers to use in the classroom. He had wanted to give more attention to the Palestinian voices, but some of the material advocated suicide bombings as an appropriate way to fight against Israeli Jews, for example, and one link was to a terrorist website. The staffer who sent the material, Javier de Villa, has the Free Palestine hashtag on his social media account. In the ensuing firestorm of controversy, the board suspended him for a while, then complaints were filed about Lulka's tweet, and the whole thing was sent to the school board's integrity commissioner for investigation. On Friday, the report was released, and it recommended Lulka be censured because her tweets didn't talk about any of the positive material in the teaching package, and so that was considered anti-Muslim and Islamophobic. These findings prompted widespread outrage in the Jewish community, including from the Toronto Board of Rabbis and politicians from many stripes, and even Ontario's Education Minister Stephen Lecce weighed in. Fast forward to Wednesday night's board meeting, and a defiant Alexandra Loka was allowed to speak first before the vote. As a Jewish trustee, I have the right and the responsibility to myself, my constituents, my ancestors, my community, and my own daughter to name and condemn anti-Semitism wherever I witness it. I will never stop calling out anti-Semitism. And that is what I did when I saw hateful anti-Semitism being promoted in our school board. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Thursday, December the 9th, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. So I want to tell you that the episode today is going to be a little different than we normally do. The meeting went very, very late last night, and it was so important to get the results to you quickly. It was breaking news. And so we used the audio from the live stream of the meeting. It wasn't done in person. It was done virtually. So apologies as well for the quality of some of the audio. Uh, you're going to hear the speeches from the meeting. You're going to hear more from Alexandra Lulka and some of the trustees uh, and their staff. Also, I think you should know, and it was obvious, that the school board trustees knew that thousands of people were watching the results of what might happen. Because even before the voting began on Lulka's case, the school board's new director of education, Colleen Russell Rollins, got out in front of the crisis. She made a public apology. She acknowledged that they have a lot of work to do. To the Jewish community members of the TDSB, I see your fear and anxiety that stems from incidents of anti-Semitism. Where our responses may have fallen short in the past, moving forward, the TDSB will recommit to creating a safe place for all of you and that you never have reason to doubt our commitment to your safety again. 
to the Palestinian members of the TDSB community. I see your fear and anxiety, and we're committed to ensuring your identities and experiences will not be erased or go unheard. I recognize for many of you, you do not yet feel safe in acknowledging your identity and commit to learning to eliminate anti-Palestinian racism. The negative impacts of hate and racism in all its insidious forms, whether it's ableism, anti-Asian hate, anti-Black racism, anti-South Asian racism, transphobia, homophobia, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, and anti-Indigenous racism, stand as a barrier to our primary goal of creating engaging learning environments where every student feels respected, heard, and understood. For her part, Alexandra Loka was not permitted to vote, but she was permitted to speak first, and she delivered a ringing rebuke of the way the school board has handled this case. As a Jewish educator and as a Jewish school board trustee, I am unfortunately well-versed in anti-Semitic tropes. As a Jewish child, I learned to recognize anti-Semitism because like many Jews in Toronto, I have been its target. So when certain materials sent out to TDSB educators tout the legitimacy of groups that Canada designates as terrorist organizations or describe the murder of Jews at nightclubs, pizza shops, or at prayer as forms of resistance, I'm going to do what anyone in my position ought to and is expected to do. I'm going to name and shame those materials for the hateful, repulsive, and violent bigotry that they are. I'm not going to mince words or add caveats. No other community would be expected to do so. Based with the horrifying prospect of these materials being distributed to TDSB educators with the intent that they be used in the classroom, I spoke up. All of us should call out hate when we see it in unambiguous terms. Each of us must send an unequivocal message when hate is directed against any group that it is intolerable and does not reflect the values of this institution without exception. We are living at a time of rising hate and polarization, one which requires moral clarity from our leaders. The Integrity Commissioner notes that upon review of the May mailouts, some of the materials did justify suicide bombings and other forms of terrorism. Furthermore, the report finds that any reasonable person reviewing the May mailouts would understand the respondents' comments to be constrained to the offensive materials. I wrote the truth about an important issue in a way that reasonable people would understand. Despite this, the complaint that sparked this investigation fundamentally mischaracterized my statement. This complaint was intended to silence me. I will not be silenced. This complaint attempts to silence Jewish voice, to speak over Jews when it comes to anti-Jewish hate. Why is it that Jews seem to be the only minority group that doesn't get to define our own oppression? I am proud to stand with the unanimous indignation of every single mainstream Jewish organization in the city of Toronto, every one of them agreeing that these heinous materials contravene the definitions of anti-Semitism the TDSB is obliged by our own policy to uphold. I am proud to stand with these organizations. I'm proud to stand up for my constituents. I'm proud to stand up for my community, my family, and for my daughter. Trustee Shelley Laskin is one of Loka's supporters. They both sit on the TDSB's Jewish Heritage Advisory Committee, which has about 70 staff members on it. Laskin slammed the attack on Loka's freedom of speech. I actually believe right now we have a crisis of confidence in the public in this sport. We are being asked to find a colleague breach the code of conduct for accurately describing material being distributed within TDSB as hateful, in this case anti-Semitic, but it could be any type of hate. 
for calling for the board to instruct staff to investigate how such a lapse resulting in the violation of a foundational board policy came about in order that the procedures can be corrected and communicating with the public that a controversy being widely publicized in the media and circulating among the public and staff is being addressed. Please remember again, no presentation of any position can be complete and that everyone, especially those entrusted with setting complex public policies at times will communicate in ways that can be misunderstood, particularly when the issue at hand is contentious, but we have freedom of speech. Stating that some of the distributed materials are problematic implicitly means that others are not problematic. Finding somebody breached the code for not making this inherent distinction explicit, which is what I take the commissioner's reasoning to be, will open every conscientious trustee to code violations probably several times a year. What is acceptable or not acceptable in communication? Trustee Loka's intent was not malicious, nor were her tweets persistent or harassing. She heard that anti-Semitic information was circulated and she demanded an investigation. That is one of her roles as a trustee. The final vote was close. It was 10 to 7 to reject efforts to censure Loka, and they also threw out the findings that she breached any code of conduct rules. B'nai B'rith called the results a vindication for Alexandra Loka. So did the friends of Simon Wiesenthal Center in Canada and CJA. But the problems are not over for the largest public school system in North America, with over 240,000 kids in 600 schools, and it's home to many Jewish students and teachers and staff. For instance, What will they do about Jewish groups being upset over how the TDSB permitted a recent protest outside a Toronto high school where some students held up signs that read from the river to the sea, which is a highly offensive slogan used by terrorist organizations who call for the Jews to be kicked out of Israel. We'll have much more reaction to this story in future episodes. But before we end, we need to update what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I'm Rivka Campbell in Toronto, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. Israel's new ambassador to Canada, Ronan Hoffman, presented his credentials to the Governor General on Tuesday at a ceremony in Ottawa. Hoffman outlined his priorities for what he wants to do while he's here. Aside from strengthening the already strong ties between Canada and Israel, Hoffman is pledging to work on fighting terrorism and especially Hamas, Hezbollah, and Iran. He also mentioned tackling anti-Semitism and promoting the adoption of the IRA definition of anti-Semitism in Canada and abroad. And on climate change, he suggested that Canada harness Israel's creativity and ingenuity to come up with solutions to the environmental problems. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia, integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Norman Levine of Toronto. He's been a long-time follower of the show, and he wrote in to share his feedback about the interview we did earlier this week on Michael Toledano, the Jewish filmmaker who was arrested with the Wet'suwet'en land defenders in northern BC. He thought we should have pressed him harder on the divide between the fact that 20 elected band chiefs do support the pipeline while the hereditary chiefs don't. I actually did discuss this in more depth with him in our actual raw interview, but we've only got 10 to 12 minutes on the show, so I didn't have room to play it. But I will put the whole long conversation on our YouTube channel very soon. 
And we'll end the episode with a little bit of Jewishness happening at the 17th annual Andy Kim Christmas show that was held in Toronto on Wednesday evening at Massey Hall. From Oshawa, the Juno award-winning progressive rock band called Crown Lands got to perform. Their guitarist, Kevin Como, is Jewish. And how did they get invited? Well, it's thanks to their idol, Alex Lifeson of Rush. Now, Lifeson was in the iconic band, and that was also co-founded by Getty Lee, who was Jewish. Anyway, Lifeson and the Crown Lands band had a jam session, and it went so well that he invited them to perform with him at the concert, too. Now, Crown Lands describes their music as the White Stripes covering Rush. So here's a bit of their new album, Odyssey Volume 1, and that's Kevin Como on guitar. Thank you.